Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Matthew Faulkner, Executive Director of the Community Hospital Long Beach Foundation, as we continue our 26th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is Matthew Faulkner, who is the Executive Director of Community Hospital Long Beach Foundation. Matthew, welcome to our show. Great to be with you. You're involved in a very important uh, process right now, and that is the effort to, to save Community Hospital. Tell us where that stands as we speak today. Well, the good news, Art, is that we do have two finalists that are interested in operating the hospital. Uh, they're currently negotiating uh, with the city, this, uh, meeting with the city's architect, Perkins and Will. Uh, they're also meeting with Memorial Care uh, to determine transition of operations. So we're very hopeful. In fact, there were five uh, possible operators that came forward. So uh, one of them has dropped out, but there are two others uh, kind of waiting in the wings. So. We feel very optimistic that uh, we're going to come to a good solution pretty quickly. And let's just set the table for why there is so much concern. Community Hospital uh, has an emergency room and critical care services that, that are available to residents of the, on basically the east side of Long Beach. And if it closed, uh, those patients would have to be diverted elsewhere. I think that's the real concern in our community is it's, it's not a question that there's other inventory of services available, it's that immediate access to life-saving care for a population of about 200,000 that live on the city's east side that you know is a large residential community and in many res respects we're underserved with the emergency and the acute care services. Uh, the good news is that we don't need a 300-bed hospital, but we certainly need the emergency room department, and we need the eight basic services, and we could really function with a micro-hospital. But the main thing is that it's a safety net issue of having life-saving care in proximity to a dense residential population, where seconds and minutes really do matter. Life and death. Yes. And, you know, we've been there for uh, an operation for 93 of the 94 years that the hospital has been open. It was closed for nine months in early 2000. And just to, to, to stop there for a second, yeah. not, uh, not, uh, years ago, uh, Catholic Healthcare West came in and purchased community and then closed it saying we can't make uh, a profit on it. The community uh, rose up as one and in less than a year, it was reopened and successfully uh, at a profit. Well, it demonstrates that there's strong need for those services in our community. And the foundation recently conducted a consumer survey on demand for critical care services. And it showed without hesitation that there is a strong demand for emergency care, for, for acute care, for surgery, for behavioral health, a lot of the services that have been offered. So the demand is there in the marketplace, and we feel that that is why, you know, the hospital came back before, is it is serving a, a vital need, a critical need, a uh, safety net issue of life-saving care in close proximity to where many of us live. And Community Hospital, as the name suggests, is really part of this community and has been part 
for how many years? 90 years? 94 years. And, and a very storied history. I know we were talking earlier about some of the advents in medical technology that came out of community. It had one of the leading cardiology uh, departments in the country. It established the first tumor clinic. It dealt with oncology. Advents in surgery happened there. Uh, Dr. Temkin, one of our famous doctors, invented the Angiocor, the 360-degree x-ray machine. Really? He was also part of inventing the defibrillator as well. Uh, one of our ED doctors, Jerry Hughes, was involved in the 9-11 system, 911 system, and also the establishment of an emergency department. So there's a great deal of history and innovation and accomplishment and achievement in a small community hospital that has a very vibrant and very compelling history. And I know from personal experience, because I, I needed to be taken uh, to the emergency room uh, a couple of times in the last five years, and and the, the service and attention was immediate and, and first rate, and uh, it, it was very comforting to know that you had a facility like that that close to several hundred thousand people living on the east side of town. Without a doubt, and I think the big concern is what kind of wait time am I gonna have in an emergency room? Most of us fear when we have an emergency, a medical emergency, do I really wanna go and sit in that emergency department for 10 hours or 12 hours? And that, you know, is a serious concern. I mean, there, there are significant impacts right now, currently in our community with uh, the um, availability of, um, you know, emergency treatment bays, if you will. That's why you have some of these long wait times. That's why there's a great deal of concern. Uh, the other thing that I think is really important to, to share with you is that we're looking at data, national data, that's showing that a very small percentage of, of people show up in the emergency room with what we call a low acuity need. In fact, the CDC just did a study that showed it's less than 6% nationally. So that proves that when people are going to emergency room, they really do need emergency care. They're there because they have uh, either uh, you know, severe pain, uh, they have a very high fever, they're having issues with uh, um, uh, breathing. Uh, these are things that typically drive you to an emergency department. Um, and so it, it's demonstrating that, that people aren't using it unnecessarily, sure. which is some of the uh, conversation we're hearing is that you know, half of our visits are low acuity, and, and that's just not the case. And the city uh, has established a technical working group. Tell us about that. Yeah, in fact, that's my next appointment this morning. And there's a whole group of us that have been put together that uh, is comprised of representatives of elected officials, uh, the, the uh, fire department, county EMS is part of that. We have medical expertise from Community Hospital. The foundation is represented. And we're assisting the city with operational issues, talking about staffing, equipment, inventory, licensing. How do you continue an operation? What are all the things that you need to think of? Because there's certainly some complexity in that. So uh, that group is really advising the city. Nurses, of course, are part of that. The California Nurses Association, very important part of that because you know they're the sort of primary frontline caregivers, Absolutely. if you will. Uh, so I feel like we have a very, very good group put together. And, I think it further demonstrates the kind of intellectual capital that's in our city and the ability to help solve these kinds of problems. That's wonderful. And before we go to break, let's just talk about the importance of uh, continuation of services versus a close down and then a restart. Yeah, it's, it's obviously important if we can continue the operation because it means that it's uninterrupted service, there'll be no downtime, no lack of emergency service available. 
uh, it's a challenge, and so you know we want we would prefer to have that happen. If you have to uh, close the hospital and uh, a cold start or a restart, as they refer to it, that could be considerable expense in the you know fifteen million dollar range and up. Uh, to be able to bring everything back up to speed. And I also imagine there's the potential loss of employees if you if you close down. People have to get other jobs and uh, you sure. lose some of your good people. That, that's a concern also, um, but you know we are uh, obviously keeping our eyes on that. I think that it would be very important to have some key staff uh, continue with a new operation if possible. Yes particularly folks that know the plant and the facility very well. Yes. Uh, it's an older facility, and so we've discussed some of those things with the city going forward. We think that's very important. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. We're back continuing a conversation with Matthew Faulkner, the uh, executive director of the Community Hospital Long Beach Foundation. And our show is focused on the attempt to, to save community, at least to save its uh, emergency room and, and vital services. Uh, you have a task force together that is working on this. Tell us about that. We uh, actually have helped facilitate a community group, uh, sort of at the request of uh, Councilmember Supernaw, who's really been a champion of this issue for us, and asked if we would help facilitate a group comprised of business, civic, community, and medical leaders that could both inform, be informed as to what was going on and then inform others and also provide some expertise about how we might navigate the situation and come up with a good result. 
We feel this community piece is absolutely critical because this is the end beneficiary of this effort is really our community. Sure. And we feel that this group has been very important, very essential to this process. We meet on a monthly basis. Uh, next meeting is going to be um, on June 11th at the Long Beach Playhouse at 5 p.m. And we've had meetings in the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th district to demonstrate that community hospital is a citywide issue and not just serving a certain portion of our population, but it's there for everybody. And I think that's a very important consideration because it makes it a community priority versus we're just taking care of one segment well, of example, our community. Well, uh, for in, example, in, in response time for paramedics from our fire department, uh, if, if this is operational, that actually reduces the amount of time for, for other uh, parts of the city as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a really important point because the concern is what we call the response time of the paramedic getting to you, uh, the transport time, if you will, or the transfer time of getting you to a facility, the wait time when you get there, and then we have what we call wall time where the paramedics and the fire department have to wait with the patient until they're admitted or discharged. And that can tie up a lot of personnel, and that can mean you have a longer wait if we're waiting for that paramedic to come from St. Mary's Memorial to Naples or the peninsula to come pick you up. So I, th I think it's a very, very important uh, consideration. And just to reiterate something we mentioned earlier, uh, the time is critical uh, medically that first hour, and I know for, for heart particularly, but, uh, but time is of the essence. Uh, seconds, you know, can matter. I mean, that's why I think having the availability, uh, having the resource there, having it in close proximity, having another, you know, resource like an emergency department on the east side not only serves Long Beach, but really serves parts of Orange County as well. So Orange County EMS as well as LA County EMS are both very concerned about this as a regional issue. The County Board of Supervisors also took it up as an issue. Janice Hahn has been another you know, incredible champion for us in, in being very concerned about this. So we have you know, local, county, state uh, interest in, in what's happening. Well, our show reaches throughout Long Beach. What would you want citizens to know and more importantly do in this effort to be helpful in uh, in, in securing the continuation of uh, communities, emergency room and critical uh, assets? Well, that it's possible, that we have a great opportunity, that this is not a desperate situation where it's over and we're losing a hospital and it's ended. We have a real opportunity to do something really wonderful for our community and we're fighting hard for that. But it's to benefit all of us and the quality, the great quality of life we enjoy in our fabulous city. And I just heard our mayor yesterday talking about how successful Long Beach has, has become. And yes. a lot of it is certainly attributable to his leadership and his great leadership. But in order to be a great community, we just have to take care of the very basic need, which is you have to have a place that can save your life if you need it, and you have to have it in close proximity. And there, I think that's where we are. There you go. And ironically, the legacy part of the hospital, uh, which is the original part, is not uh, at risk because of an earthquake. Uh, it's the, the other buildings that are, but those other buildings don't necessarily have to be uh, directly hospital related. No, they can be used for subacute purposes. You know, behavioral health, for instance, can go in those other buildings. Um, a portion of our facility, as you've alluded to, the Heritage Building is actually seismically safe and can contain a lot of the care that we need. Right now, it has both our ICU North and ICU South. It has our surgical department with three operating rooms and it contains the emergency department. So we have a lot of the good infrastructure in the safe zone and it is kind of ironic that the 1924 building is the safest building. Yes, yeah, but it, it really was very is. well built. 
they've built things. <laughs> uh, we, we've visited other countries where there are churches that have been there a couple of hundred years that they built things well back then. I'm a little partial to old buildings. I grew up in a house in England that was built in the 1500s, so nice. I think stuff can, you know, last that's, that's uh, <laughs> well built. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, uh, but other, uh, entities that, I mean, the city owns the land and yes. the buildings, and an operator who, uh, uh, one of the two perhaps that uh, are finalists in this effort, uh, would be responsible for the operation of all those buildings, but they don't all have to be hospital related. You could theoretically to pull something really striking. It could be a McDonald's that's on the land uh, that generates some income. Well, we often think about that because there's no restaurant on top of the hill there, <laughs> so we have to go down to the traffic circle for lunch. But honestly, you're right. I mean, it's an eight, you know, and a half acre site. We need a small portion of it for the acute care, other services, subacute care, psych, um, you know, senior wellness. Other services can be provided in that space, and the campus can be reutilized for other needs down the line as it gets developed and repurposed. Well, uh, I just wanted to publicly thank Community Hospital because they were our first title sponsor 25 years ago when we started this show, so we deeply appreciate that. And one of the things I learned from the experience uh, uh, having a community as a title sponsor was that a major source of fundraising, and I know that's your, your prime ballywick, uh, is pa our patients who have been treated by the hospital and had their bills paid by Medicare or their private insurance or out of their own pocket. And so everything is complete. But on top of that, they make contributions to the, to the foundation voluntarily because of their belief in it. Absolutely. The, the grateful patient, the person that's had a positive experience, either they or a family member have been affected in a very posit positive way by experience at the hospital. Um, definitely that's a large part of our support and we think that's very important. And, and philanthropy is very important for us going forward. We are a foundation, we do have assets, we want to leverage and utilize those assets to benefit the health and well-being of our community. And so stay tuned for more details because certainly with a new operator that's going to be one of the things we'll want to discuss, how we can affect you know, the best possible result, which has always been our mission to take care of the health and well-being of our community. Well, well, well said. And we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore.
Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. We're back into a conversation with uh, Matt Faulkner uh, about the efforts to save Community Hospital and its critical care component. Uh, one of the possible elements of the solution is, is legislative in nature, changing the dates that certain things have to happen. And, and one of the proposals involves a five-year extension. Tell us about that. Assembly Bill 2591 was submitted by Assemblymember Patrick O'Donnell, who took a, obviously a very keen interest in our issue, uh, submitted the legislation that is requesting a five-year extension on the seismic deadline, which is actually uh, the end of 2019, but technically July 1st of 2019 is the current deadline for Community Hospital. So Assemblymember O'Donnell had submitted the legislation. It went to the Health Care uh, Committee in Sacramento. The Chairman, Jim Wood, when he got the legislation, said he would like to see a plan and a budget before they can grant that kind of extension. So that's currently under consideration. The new operators are considering that. The city is considering that. Um, but I think that's very important because it allows time to address those seismic issues that we have on our campus. There is a fault running through the campus. We've known about that for many years. There are certain elaborations of how big it's gotten or how bad it's gotten. Uh, but it's always been there, and yes. so um, it's something that can be worked around because it doesn't consume the whole campus. It's a portion of the campus. Uh, so we are obviously advocating strongly for that legislation, but that's reliant on a plan and a budget to address those seismic issues over a period of time, and then it's very likely that that would get granted. The good thing to, to understand here is that 50% of California's hospital beds are under threat of disappearing by 2030, uh, because of seismic issues. And so the legislature in California has a big issue, I think, to address overall. We're a microcosm of that, but if we can establish a precedent as to how we can get this done yes. with our situation, it could affect other communities very positively. And I know there's a trade-off here because uh, uh, one reason for the, uh, for the, for the original leg legislation was to uh, protect patients who are in uh, a critical care facility and are not ambulatory from what they do in, in the event of an earthquake and obviously uh, their lives would be endangered. On the other hand, what's not visible when you focus on that element is the extra time that it takes to get to another facility if that facility was not there. So for many years, let's say pre the earthquake, uh, uh, firefighters and paramedics have been able to bring patients to that emergency room for successful treatment, saving lives. And uh, how do you, you don't know how many, but you know that there'll be some. And how do you weigh uh, weigh that? So, so uh, the, a legislative solution uh, may be part of the solution. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point. I mean, obviously, we can have behavioral health patients in there, and not ha we don't have that requirement. The only time it becomes a requirement when you have acute care, when you have patients who are bedridden, who are non-ambulatory, that couldn't evacuate the facility. Yeah. And so it has to be have the th highest threshold of, of safety. Well, let's spend a moment uh, up close and personal, uh, and you'd never guess it, or maybe you would, <laughs> that our guest here 
uh, used to be an actor and uh, and very successful. Tell us about that. I guess my wife would argue that I still am an actor. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I actually worked for a number of years uh, locally here at the Long Beach Playhouse, did repertory theater, did some film and television work, attended the American Academy of Dramatic Art, really enjoyed my experiences. I think, you know, they served me well in the long run of, uh, of uh, be, you know, getting to know the community well. And yes. uh, I was discovered when I worked at the Long Beach Chamber years ago by one of my colleagues in a review in the Press-Telegram. And I was thankful that it was a positive review because I didn't want to tell anybody I was an actor because <laughs> I figured I'd lose my job. That guy is not going to stick around, right? So, but anyway, she found the review, good review. A bunch of people from work came to see me and the cat oh. was out of the bag. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. Well, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. I think Long Beach is very fortunate to have had as part of its community uh, the existence of this wonderful hospital, Long Beach Community Medical Center, over 90 years of service uh, to our residents, and uh, well worth and very importantly uh, to maintain uh, the existence of this hospital and particularly its critical uh, care components. So uh, final words, Matt. Just uh, would like to take the opportunity, obviously, to commend and thank the leadership in the city, our community, um, our board of directors, certainly our donors, our supporters. I think we have a really strong group of folks that are really dedicated to coming up with a solution. I think we have the capacity. Long Beach has proved itself as a great city, being innovative, being forward-thinking, to address this issue of a very basic infrastructure need that we have that ultimately can impact the quality of all of our lives. And for us that you know, own homes here or own businesses, you need that kind of in infrastructure to ensure that you have, you know, you maintain the value in your uh, investment, but also that you maintain the quality of life, you know, for certainly for you know, our families, our kids, our grandkids. I think this is an extremely important moment for our city to, to solve this, and I feel very confident that we're going to do that. Well, well said, and I know others are working on 
uh, promoting Long Beach as a senior, uh, uh, as a center for seniors, and one of the important uh, elements of that would be uh, adequate emergency medical care. So thank you so much for all you've done on behalf of the city. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you at home for watching. Please join us next week for the next edition of our show. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.